We are on Daphne Zainabit, and we are, would you say, ten? Ten lines from the wide. Ten lines from the wide lines, and we start from Hai Kohen. Okay, so the Mishnah, or not the Mishnah, actually, the Brighta said that a Kohen, that's part of a Mishmar, and the, the Mishmar lands, the end of his Mishmar lands on Hala Mu'id. So he wasn't able to shave during his Mishmar, during the week that he served. So since he wasn't able to shave during the Mishmar, so we allowed to shave on Hala Mu'id. So the Gemara is going to discuss now what's exactly the case. What's the case? If let's say his Mishmar finishes on Erev uh, So that means what? That the Regal is Sunday. Right. And his Mishmar finishes when? Uh, Shabbat. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a week Shabbat. They did Friday to so, Friday? So, so they did Sunday to... Well, they did Shabbat to Shabbat. So therefore, if, if the Hag is on Sunday, so therefore, he'd be able to shave anyway Erev Hag on a Friday. Why? Because anyway, the Anshim Mishmar we learned are allowed to shave on Thursday and Friday of that week. So therefore, there's no reason to allow him to shave on sun, uh, on Hala Mu'ad. He had a ability to shave before. He could have done it. If the Legel is on a Sunday, so therefore let him do the haircut on uh, Friday. He's allowed, even though he's part of a Mishmar. It's permissible Thursday, Friday. So that cannot be the case that we're going to allow him to do it on Hala because he wasn't able to do it before. He was able to do it before. So the Gemara says, La Tzericha Dishalim Mishmarto Baregel. The case is talking about that Dishalim uh, Mishmarto Baregel. What's a Baregel? So that she says, Yom Hamishi Yom Rishon Thursday was the first day of the Regel. Now normally Thursday he would be able to mm. shave, but now that Thursday is the Regel, he wasn't yeah. able to do it. So therefore, since he didn't have the opportunity to do it before because of the Regel, <coughs> so therefore he's able to do it on Hola Mu'ed. So comes again and says, okay, that's very good. So now we have a case. How do we know that the Shalim Ishmarto Baregel? Now Tana Didan, how come our Tana did not give this case? Our Tana gave a case of a lot of scenarios of people case. that can shave on Hulam Mu'ed, but he did not give a case of a Kohen. Tana Didan, Sabat, Keban Ditnan. Since we're going to Tani, Bishlosha, Perakim, Bashana, Hayu, Kod, Mishmarot, Shavot, Bimure, Harigarim, Kaduke, Lechem, Apanim. So there's three times a year on the Hagim that all the Mishmarot would serve. And all the Mishmarot would divide all the Korbanot under the Hamapanim. And remember those three times of year? During the Shalosh, the Galim. So, Keman, Delosh, Shalim, Mishmarto, Baregel, Dami. And therefore, this Mishmar, it's like this as if he finished the Mishmar. Because he's still serving. And therefore, you can't say that we're going to give him a special dispensation to shave. Because his Mishmar didn't end. And we know the law of the Mishmarot. The Mishmarot are not allowed to shave. So therefore, Abtana did not give the Eter of Kohen to shave on Hala Mu'ed. What is the Tanah of the Beraita hold? Sabat, Afagab, the Shaykh, Behani, Mishmarot. And even though you're right, he shares with the other Mishmarot, but his Mishmar technically is over. <laughs> now he's part of a general. And since his Mishmar ended on a Thursday, and he wasn't able to take the haircut before the Hag, so therefore they'll have to take it on. <laughs> Okay, so now we said in Iblan that we said whoever is allowed to shave on Hola Mu'ed has a tip to shave also on or take haircuts on 
during the Avilut, which means a guy came out of jail, and then he went into uh, Avilut. So he wasn't able to take a haircut before mm-hmm. the Avilut, or he came out of captivity. All the cases that we gave in the Mishnah that allow a person to take a haircut or Holam for whatever reason, he's allowed to do that same thing if it came into Avilut. But we have a bride that clearly said that there's no leniency when it comes to Avilut. It's talking about the case, really, a regular Avilut does not have a leniency. But Takefu Avilut means he has consecutive Avilut back to back, meaning he had one Avilut, and therefore he wasn't allowed to shave. And now his hair is growing a lot. And now what happened, he got into one of these uh, situations, and now what happened, another avidut came upon him. So in that case over there, if he didn't have a chance to shave before, and he got, uh, because he was anus, because of one of the reasons, and now he got hit with a second avidut, in that case they'll be lenient for the second avidut for him to <coughs> take a haircut. Look at that sheep. Mr. Takfuk Avelav. We don't have it. And we have a bright up, but the Tanya. Takfu Abilav Zealze. Let's say he has back to back Abilut. Hikbit Sa'aro. Let's say Hikbit Sa'aro. His hair became very full. Mekel Bita'ar. He's allowed to cut his hair in a non normal fashion. Normally you cut the hair with a sparai, with scissors. Here he's able to use a ta'ar, which is like a razor. like a razor to, 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 to thin out the beard. And he's able to clean his clothes with water. The Gabbara says, If you tell me that it's talking about Takfu Abelav, my Iriya called Elu Shamru, I feel the Kola Alma Name. The Tanya Takfu Abelav Zehar Zeh, Bit Saro, Mekabetar, Mekabeskis to Tobemain. Which is, what do you have to tell me? Takfu Abelav always has a head to shave. You don't have to tell me Takfu Avilut in one of these scenarios where the guy had an Avilut and was in jail and came out and had another Avilut. Even without the jail, even without the captivity. Always Takfu Avilab. He's allowed when he has back-to-back Avilut, he's allowed to, to cut his hair. So what do you have to tell me in this uh, scenario? In a regular Avilut where you have back-to-back, a person has back-to-back, he's allowed to cut his hair, but Bishinui. With a ta'a, he's allowed to wash his clothes with water, but not with detergent. But in this case over here, he's allowed to even use misparayim, and he's allowed to even use detergent, which means because he has two things going on. He has takfu abilat, and he had onus. He wasn't able to, to shave in between, because he was in jail, or he was in captivity. So that's the difference between the cases. Amar of Hazdar, of Hazdar learns alaka from the Zoto Merit, Avel Asut Betachboset. From the fact that you see that by takfu abilat, they were only lenient him to wash wash his clothes with water, that means Bishinui, that's Mashwa that a regular Avel cannot even clean his clothes with water. I mean, we learned that Avel is not allowed to clean his clothes. Just like you can't cut your hair on the Cholam Moed, the Buddha says you're not allowed to cut your nails on Cholam Moed as well. But the says no. It's permissible. And just like we said that an Avil cannot also take a haircut and shave during the time of Avilut, also he cannot cut his nails during the time of Avilut. So basically, the is Mahmir in both cases, the Biyu is Mekel in both cases. That by Avil will take the Biyu to be Mahmir, that nail cutting is forbidden. That will be lenient. 
המועד תקעת הנס. ושמואל אמר, הלכה כרבי יוסי במועד ובאבל. ולתק רבי יוסי להקל בין בכל המועד, ובין באבלות. וואי? ואמר שמואל הלכה כדברי המקל באבל. פמס רולן, אבלות, we take the lenient opinion. And therefore since the lenient opinion is nail cutting permissible, so therefore nail cutting is going to be permissible. פנחס, אחוד אמור שמואל. פנחס, the brother of שמואל, התראה במלתה. Somebody died, so therefore he was באבלות. אז שמואל משאל טעמה מיניה. So he went to visit Shemuel's brother, went to visit his brother Pinchas that was uh, sitting. Hazanu letufred avu nefishan. He saw that his brother's nails were very, very long. Amale, amai lo shakalt lehu. Why don't you cut your nails? Amale, ibedidei ava, mi mezazelat bekolai. If you were avil, would you be so lenient to cut your nails during the avilut? But he opened his mouth. He said, if you are Avil, mm-hmm. it was like a mistake that was said by the ruler, and somebody died in Shemuel's family. Meaning, if this would happen to you, would you do the same thing? And it happened. So what happened? The reverse. So Pinhas went to visit Shemuel, that was sitting. He cut his nails off. He threw him into the face of his brother. He's angry. Don't you know the rule that there's a covenant to, to, to the lips? There's a covenant to the person's words that comes out of his mouth. There's a covenant to the person's words that Really, his intention was not to bring back Yitzhak. It's just say, Ve'ashuvah. Because he thought Yitzhak Abinu was going to be slaughtered on the Mizbeah. But it came out of his mouth. Ve'ashuvah, v'estahiyat ha'milta. And the word Ve'ashuvah helped him. Ve'adur tarvayu. So therefore, uh, so, so what do we see over here? What was Shemuel's uh, 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 logic? Savur mineh diyad in. He thought that she was only lenient by cutting the nails during the Avelut. However, or, or Rabbi Yosef, is only lenient biyad. However, but not on the feet. Yes, the, 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 the hands are noticeable. And it's a genai to, uh, to leave the nails long. But the feet, who sees the feet? I learned from Shemuel not like that. It actually doesn't matter. <coughs> There's no difference between Yad. And there's no difference between the Gilamar of Hayah, but Asher Amarab, that although Rabbi Yosef was Mekel to cut the Siponaim on the Avilut Nemoed, however, only Derek Shinui, Ubiginustera Asud. But however, Ginustera is a scissors. Scissors are going to be Asud. How do you cut the nail? They bite them off. In, 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 in a Shinui way. Amar of Shaman bar Abba. Haba came and came with Rabbi Yohanan, the Midrash. I was in the Bet Midrash. He cut his nails with his mouth, and he, he spit them out, he threw them on the, on the floor, the Bet, the bet Midrash. So the Gabbara says, Shma mina tlat. We can learn three laws from this. Shma mina mutalitos, punai mahalashul mo'ed. Number one, you see what Prosecco Rabbi Yosef. That's permissible to cut nails on Chola Mo'ed. Mina, you also learned that what? Em Bahim Mishum Mi'us. It's not considered Mi'us. Why? Because you see, cut them uh, with, his, uh, with, with his teeth. It's not considered disgusting if you cut your nails with your teeth. 
That bites his nail and spits them out. It's not considered something that's disgusting. Do we did it? Number three, you can throw them in the middle of the midrash. No problem. So what do you mean? Any we have a contradiction we learned? Three things were said regarding the nails. The one that buries them is it tzaddik. However, the sorfan hasid, the one that burns them is even a high level. So the guy who buries them because somebody could dig them up. However, the one that burns them is a high level. He's hasid because they're totally destroyed. However, zorkan rasha. The guy who throws them in the middle of the street, he's rasha. So how did the Bihana throw the nails in the middle of the public? Because maybe a pregnant lady is going to walk over the nails, and that can cause a miscarriage. So the Gemara says, Where does Isha walk in the middle of the bed? So therefore, go with the reason. Since there's no ladies walking in the middle of the bed, therefore, there's no more problem. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? But maybe somebody's going to sweep them up and throw them in the street. From the bedrash in the street, the lady's going to walk on it. Once they move from their place, they lose their kawah. And therefore, they only have a power to damage somebody in the place where they landed. Now, once they moved, so therefore, there is no, there is no issue. A group of rabbanim ba came to Hamtan in front of the B. Or another version. They asked the rabbi, we want to know, is it permissible to cut nails on Hola Mu'id or Avilut, during Avilut? The B said, no problem, Mutar. Now the rabbi said like this. Uh, Rav says, I'm telling you, if they would have asked them about cutting their uh, their mustache also, he would have told them, it's permissible. They actually asked him about cutting the, the mustache, and he said it is uh, is permissible. Why is it uh, permissible over here? Because of the eating. They don't want the, the food to go into the into the, uh, into the mustache. They can't eat without it. So therefore they were able to take it off. Amar Abitul. Safra Mishemeh Derav. Abitul was the Safra, was the Sofer. He said the name of Rab. Safra, the mustache. Mizavid, Mizavid. You're allowed to cut it from one side to the other side. The whole, the whole length of the mouth. Because that's what a person eats from. Only the part that's ma'akibit, the hair that goes into the mouth. Right. And therefore, any hair that's on the mustache, I'm bothered by it. And therefore, I can do the whole thing because it's considered it's bothering me. We have this rabbi's name, we're going to quote everything he said. Paro, that was in the times of Misraim, Moshe, who Amma. was a midget. He himself was the size of an Amma. That's like two feet. Uskano Amma. And his zakan, his beard, was an Amma. Uparmashkto Amma. <laughs> and his Amma, his uh, private area, was also uh, Amma Bazeret. So one and a half Amma. Okay, it was an odd guy. That a low person God is going to bring upon you. Literally. A low person. He was a witch. He was a mechashef. 
they use black magic. How do we know that? Because the pasuk says, uh, God tells Moshe Rabbeinu, "Why do you go to the water in the morning to do his magic? That's where the court of his magic was. That's why he went over there." Okay, let's stop over here now. Now we need to do just forty. Let's go back. That's the sugya. Okay. Um, let's start Zotomeret. I mean Zotomeret on Yud Zayin Amud Bet. So what do we learn? That you learn over here that taking a from the fact that they, only, they can't use from the water. fact that they can't you know, you, they can only use water mm-hmm. when it's tachfu avelav to wash their clothes. Mashma, a regular avel cannot wash their clothes. Water. I don't know. What do you need such a deduction from a brayta of tachfu? It's uh, it should be a clear statement somewhere. Right. So Tosfot says v'im tomar v'im tomar pishita deha filu sha'am melachot asur. Every melach has asur. Certainly, you cannot launder. Laundering is a melacha. Right. So every melach has asur. Oh, so if later on it's going to come along and tell us that uh, there's certain melachot that are asur ba'avil, and it's not going to say washing the clothes. So if it doesn't say washing the clothes, so from there we see where we had to edit. You would have made a mistake to think that it's okay. Kamash ma'alan, that it's not. Okay, inameh, what's the inameh? Tichboset ka'amar. Others cannot wash it for him as well. And not only can he wash it, but the hadush is that he cannot do it even himself. Okay. Okay. Well, some of the words, betachposet, mine. Which is the Hadush over there, this statement is that what? That even washing with water alone is asur. Not well, washing, we know is asur. But maybe washing with water is okay. It's not the normal way to wash. Mm-hmm. Washing with detergent. Kamash right. Malanda, no. That washing even with water alone is asur by a regular avil. Because we're only lenient by takhfu abelav to use water. But a regular avil be asur even with water. That's the Adushan Gemara. Takhfus we know is asur. Because it's a melaka. But maybe if you do it with shinu, it's not considered a problem. Kamash Malanda, takhfus at mayim is asur even by a regular avil. Okay, Ushmuel Ahmad. Adam? Okay, so what do we say? The halakha is like to be your say in both cases. That cutting nails is permissible on Hola Mo'ed, cutting nails is permissible on Avelut. Why? Because halakha is very mekel. Oh, which means uh, he said a rule like this. Now, when it comes to Erubin. Uh, What's the case over there? Um, and he took a leniency of Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri. So the Gemara asks, so we'll see what the case is. Not a point with the cases. But the point is, he said we're lenient in the Eruv, and we also put Rabbi Yohanan, which is a leniency. So the Gemara asks over there, Tarti. Which means, why do you have to say halakha kemekel? And why do you have to say halakha kemekel? If it's halakha kemekel, we know automatically mm-hmm. it's halakha kemekel. Benudi. So the Gibra says, uh, so therefore again, why would he have to say over here twice two things also? He did the same thing over here. He said, Shemuel said, halakha kemekel. 
And then he says, You're repeating yourself. You're saying the same thing twice. If I like that means you're being lenient. So what did he have to say? This? Just like in Masech and Erubin, you ask the question, why do you have to say two statements? Or why do you need two statements? So Gemara says, exactly. Gemara says, Vishnomad. Because Ula, he came along and said that Halakha Zagab Yehuda. And therefore, you would have thought that maybe Shmuel's going to agree in this case, like Rabbi Yehuda. Kamashman, he's not. Why? Because Halakha Be'abir. So you needed that extra Halakha Be'abir because there was somebody arguing over here. Which means, yeah, Rabbi Yehuda. Normally, you're posing Rabbi Yehuda. So you would have thought that he's going to be posing Rabbi Yehuda. So explaining what? How can you be posing Rabbi Yehuda? Oh, because Halakha Be'abir. Same question. We know that he has a regular standing rule anyway, Shavuya. So we know that already. So then what do you have to go out of his way to say? We know Shavuya, we have to go out of his way to say it over here. Because we have somebody arguing on it. We have Ulad, the Tzalakah is like. And therefore, he had to come along. And now, normally, Ola normally says, But because Ola said, This case like a Behuda, so you would have thought that maybe Shemuel also is going to say this is an exceptional case that we go like a Behuda. He says, No, 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 no. I follow my regular rule. Ola always is like a Behuda. Now, the question, what about Ola? Right? Nobody was like a Behuda. Why did he take a Behuda? Right, he says, listen, I say like Hazgabi Yoseh where I said it. And where I didn't say it, I didn't say it. It's not a rule across, uh, mm-hmm. across of Shas. Okay, so now what happened over here? Vistayam milta. Now, what do we say over here? That Abraham Abinu said, Venashuva. He said the words Venashuva, we will come back. And the Gemara said, you see, by the fact that he said Venashuva, it worked. Effective, yeah. That Yitzhak Aminu actually came back. So you see, why the Vibrit Kiruta, the Sfatayim, when a person uh, says something, uh, it works. So comes the Gemara and says, Tema, who's reading uh, Tomer? Tema. Dilma Mida Tova Meruba, Vahavale Lehatuye. No, which means, that's this question. You have no proof. Maybe God's goodness is greater than his badness. And if all you prove this on the positive side, right, then it came. it came true. Maybe I'll say God is very generous. But who says it comes true on the on the bad side? The case of Shimon was the bad side. Where his brother told him, oh, if it happened to you, so the Gibraltar says, Oh, you know because of time, the Kraft Avram Abinu. The Gibraltar brings a proof on the good side. So the Tosfot says Vayale Right, which means the prophet compared the Jewish people to Sedom, and then God calls the people uh, like Katsina Sedom. So there you see already, he opened his mouth and God already uh, used that same terminology. That just shows to the bad side. So this one leaves in a question. This one, he doesn't know why he brought the example of a positive side when the example should be a negative, negative side. Okay, now we get to the main source of Okay, now we go. So what is Ginustre? We don't know what this word is. What do we say again? So we said, Yad, Yad, Regel Mutar. Like Rabbi Yosef, Ben Bechol HaMu'ed, Ben Be'Avelu. The Gemara said that the rabbis did it with their fingers. Rabbi Ginustre, 
אסור. אז מה זה ערוך סי? שהוא כלי המתוקן ניטוס פניים בדיוק, וכך שבו הוא מלשון דגנוסטרה אסור ושיסוד הפקטר אצלס גנוסטרה זה אסור משמע שהיה מתיר בין בתער בין במספריים זה אולי גנוסטרה זה ספשל נייל קאר משמע אין איידם or a mispadayim. This is also because that's not that's not genusra. Genusra is a very specific keli. Genusra is oslo. Genusra kotra aruch is a specific nail cutter. Smash for anything besides a nail cutter will be permissible. Ve'lavtafka b'shinayim miu dekamar begemara Rabbi Yochanan the shaklinu b'shinav mashra davka b'shinav. Right, shari. Which is from the fact that in the gemara Rabbi Yochanan only used his teeth. It sounds like what? That only teeth. only teeth. So therefore, never question. Okay. Then he says, "Betema dele'el amrinan halakha kerebi yoseh b'moed ledevre hakol." According to everybody, we said that we're lenient on hola moed like Rabbi Yoseh, and we said that what? That the halakha is mutar. Now, when Rabbi Yoseh said mutar, he didn't say b'shinui. Rabbi Yoseh said you can cut your nails on hola moed. Period. So why did the Bihanan use his uh, teeth? Uh, who, who, why was he being uh, so mahmir? Shema Rabbi Yohanan Sabar Halakha Kerabi Yehuda Ubefashinan Ta'amad Mahmirin Bimu'id Tafimahavin Who knows? Maybe Rabbi Yohanan was more mahmir Maybe Rabbi Yohanan didn't hold like Rabbi Yosef Maybe Yohanan Mu'id He was straight And therefore he did it uh, Bishinu You have to say that Velo Kerab Sheshat Bered Rab Eidi Right. Rav Sheshat says that things that are permissible on Hola Mu'ed Asur Ba'avil yeah. That must be that is more stringent right. Must be that Yohan holds that Hola Mu'ed is more stringent yeah. And that's why he was uh, stringent on Hola Mu'ed Only to use his, his uh, fingers Okay, now we get to Rav Benutam Dekeshem shemutar b'shinav כך מותר ליטול סיפונה בזו מחברתה which means you pull them off one nail pulling off another nail why? לכל זה חשוב שינוי לעניין שבת exactly, לעניין שבת אבל also be considered a שינוי that's not the normal way of cutting nails one nail cutting another nail like you make a little uh, ridge and you pull it off that's the normal way of cutting a nail on shabbat you wouldn't be hayav how do we know that? So he says, "Beperek hamatzniya." It says you patur if you do it in uh, such a way, because that's not the, 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 the normal way of geziza bechol. Uh, and therefore, since it's considered a shirud gabe Shabbat, it'll be a shirud gabe cholamoed. Shabbati b'shem Rabbi Shimon bar Abraham shebecholamoed mutal litotzi ponaim lenashim that it's permissible for the ladies to cut their nails. It sounds like even. In a, in, a, in, a, in a regular way, the ktani bidushal mi gabe beosa isha tachshita b'moed. Remember, we learned the ladies can make do their makeup tachshita on the moed, and it says over there b'moed vechashiv amongst the tachshitim. It says the tinat saara v'siponeha. One of the things it says is cutting nails makes the lady beautiful and uh, cutting her hair. V'sarichayun, v'sarichayun. He leaves it in ayun. What's the ayun? Is yerushal mi? Okay, so he doesn't know if he's like the Shirushami. Why? This is a little bit of a 
והאישה מותרת בנטילת שיער לאחר שבעה. Normally the law of hair is what? 30 days. But a lady it says, after seven days already, according to this halacha, who's recording over here? The, the bahag. Yeah. It's only a lady that's married. Now what, what type of uh, makeup can she put on? Srak. Srak is this type of a red uh, rouge over there. And then what? She takes the seed and puts this limestone over there in order to, uh, uh, to take the hair, like the depilatory. Why? Makes it beautiful. So she doesn't ugly to husband. Aval, but the sport mamash asura. That which we said the sport is permissible. Didn't mean a regular haircut. It meant she get the depilatory. She allowed to remove facial hair that's on her body, but not the hair that's on her head. That's what he wants to learn. Ve'gam b'shemim ruhayim shamati shayam matin tilat sepunayim b'moed. Right, like we saw in the, the first uh, in the first uh, uh, shita. Only after the Shiva of uh, Rabbah? No, this is the Memoyed. But on the Shiva, after Shiva or after during? Shiva, after, not Shiva, during. after Shiva, for the lady. And we don't, we'll check the Halakha. This is all she taught in yeah. the Tuzavot over here. Okay. Um, the Halakha did not pose a... Toch. Shiva. What is it, Toch? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's the word, Toch? Toch Shiva Asur. Begin of Sustri. Seven days of Avelut. In the seven days, Begin of Sustri is going to be Asur. Nail cutter Asur. However, the harsh of mutar after Ginosustri, that in Avelut, seven days, Shinui. After seven, Shinui. No, no, I'm saying Shinui. Shinui is the same thing. The point is, in the first seven days, you need a Shinui. You want to say, what's the Shinui? Shinav. Okay, Shinav. And then after seven days, what? Regular. That's what Tosfot wants to say over here. Tosfot comes along and says, I don't know where he got this from. The Veraita Aidi Tokshiva. The Veraita that said in Avila's Asur to cut his nails is talking only in the Shiva. And therefore, what's his question? Which is the Bahag was Asur during the Shiva because he was Pasik like the Behuda. Okay, fine. He's Pasik only in the Shiva, but not during the Shloshim. So what's the question? The Baraita Aidi Tok Shiva. Why did the Bahag Pasik like this? Because the Baraita that was Osir for an Avel to cut his nails, Aidi Tok Shiva, is only talking about Tok Shiva. So what is he questioning? He's questioning the, the source. That means he said, in Shiva Asur the Hashiva Mutar. Ab Beginasusri. Okay? So what's the problem? What's the problem? The Baraita, the Baraita that was Osir, was only Osir cutting nails, Tok Shiva. So I guess, why is he even allowing Derek Shinui? The bright that was all said Tok and he came along and said Tok Shiva's Mutad, Al Yedesh Shinui. Vimishum Dektani, Bime Evlo. Oh, and if it says Bime Evlo, it sounds like it's a 30 day. Hakanami Ketani, Yeme Evlo, Gabegiluah. And it means what? The Ainu de Hoshiloshim, Kamar. Keshem Shasul Galeah, Bime Evlo, Kakasui Tosuna Bime Evlo. Mashma de Hoshiloshim. Ah, so he's saying, it's much that the nail item is all shloshim could be. 
So how was he lenient to say even after Shilashim? The E, the Sabrek, the Biyoseh, that he should be matir even during the Shabbat. Yatiru the Gamre. So Tosu Yishlomar, the Sabrek, the Biyoseh, Yonzak, the Biyoseh, that really it's permissible to take a nail cutting during the times of Avedut. Mr. Lehu, the Afidur Biyoseh, Aya Osib, the Susli Tok Shabbat. That even the Biyoseh that was lenient in taking nail cutting would Osir in the normal way with a nail cutter during the Shabbat. Dumya de Moed. Just like in Holomwed that you saw. Oh, that's one, that's one interpretation. Or Sheme, or maybe it's like this. Ma'aseh de Shmuel. Temash maksat de Shekinu tufrib haptinu ba'apeh. Which means from Shemuel, what the heavy cut his nails on, on the Avelut? Says he bit them off. So then from that story, he understood that even the Biyoseh that was lenient, was only lenient to do it ba'avelut. Bishinui. Umayi tukshib ha'davka. Tem tukshib ha'aya. Ubishinui ha'aya. He wants to say that there will be a big subject that in Avel Tok Shiva at most he's going to be lenient only Derech Shinui but during the Shloshim will be permissible even in a regular way but from all what we saw over here on Holam Mu'ed we're seeing only over here that only did it Shinui as well. Shinui, like we said at the beginning, also Sipor. Finger to finger, Ta'ar, Sipor As opposed to we're going to Sustri, a special thing that's made for the nails. So we're going to have to see in the Halakha mm. that applies to that guy. What's cut his nails all the because they're long? Look at the other guys. They go now and start biting them up, spit them out of the train. Uh, as as you going to do it? So we'll have to check it out in the Halakha. We'll continue. Let's continue on the. because you can't blame the guy. Even if he cleaned the shirt before Holomoid, he followed the law. But he only has one shirt. So he needs for the, for, for, for the second half of the hag. So therefore, they allow him to do it on the, uh, on the Holomoid. Mativ Rabbi Yirmiya, Rahman Mishnah, Elu Mechabesim Bemoid, Habam Medina Tayam. So it's Han Iim, Mishen Lo Ela Haluke Hadlo. That's the case. Why didn't Amishnah give that example? The Gemara is giving all the exceptions of who can launder their garments. Somebody that came from overseas. Somebody that was in prison. Somebody that was in captivity. I should say. And somebody that only has one shirt. So, I'll explain it to you. Matnitin, Amishnah is talking about a leniency to uh, launder garments. Which means even though he has two garments, and both of them are dirty. Which means a regular person that has two garments, they didn't let him uh, 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 clean them on the, on the Moed. Why? Because if you're going to let him clean it on the way, he's going to wait. However, the cases in the Mishnah, the Anus. And therefore they have no choice. They couldn't do it before the Moed, so they allowed him to do it before the Moed. However, if a guy has only one haluk, 
he's allowed to clean it even if he was able to clean it before the Mu'ad. So again, Halukehad, if you have one uh, garment, even if you were able to clean it before the Mu'ad, Mutar. That's for everybody. Uh, what about Amishnah? Amishnah is about a different case. Amishnah is about even if he has two garments. There's a ter that even two garments, they're dirty obviously. That's why he's cleaning them on the Mu'ad. He couldn't clean them before because he was away. The Nachal says he can clean them both. If he needs them both. If he needs them both, of course. If he needs them both, that's that. But Hadush, if he needs them, he can clean them both. Look at that she. She says anything. Can we say, Rabbi, that the uh, that the, they will mati the guy with one shirt to clean it in kabod of the second holiday? Yeah, second for the so second. So if, if a guy is coming on a holamoyed from jail or something like that, why would they mati him to clean two garments? Well, well, that guy needs holamoyed itself. The other guy will wear his shirt on holamoyed at least till the yom tov. The guy doesn't have anything. So give me Rabbi continue shalach Rabbi Yitzchak bar Yaakov bar Giyure. Mishemed Rabbi Yohanan. Klipishtan, mutan lechabbesam, beholoshil mu'ed. I guess the, uh, these type of garments, linen, they're easy to, to launder. It's not such a big tircha. Matib Rabbah, Rabbah has a question. It said in the Mishnah, what type of items are you allowed to clean? Metpechot hayadayim. So these items like the napkins, the cloth napkins. Or metpechot asaparim. Those are the, uh, the barbers. They put it uh, uh, in order to catch the hair. So these items over here, they were made up of pishtan, probably. So the Gemara is saying, Hani'in, kli pishtan, lo. Only these type of kedim of pishtan they allowed. But not all kli pishtan. <coughs> you just told me, any kli pishtan, mutar. It's not so. Tell me, matir, uh, certain type. Look at Rashi, on the bottom. Mitzpechot ha-yadayim, shemeneguim bim yadayim, vishum de ma'is, they get dirty. Mitpechot ha-sefog, shemeneguim bim atzvok, shemeneguim bim atzvok, shemeneguim bim atzvok, shemeneguim bim atzvok, shemeneguim when they come out of the Mirhats. Uh, anyway, the Gemara comes along and says, Hamishnah is talking about where these uh, items are made up even of different materials, where normally it's a big tirha. And the Hadush is that since they constantly get dirty, it's permissible to launder them. And Klippishtan. All types of clippers don't be permissible because there's no tirha. So underwear is, is okay. okay. There would be there's she taught that say it's okay. There is she taught that say it's okay. Comes the Gemara and says, "Amar bar hedia ledidi hazili yama shel teberia." I saw the yama shel teberia. I guess the kineret the mafkela mashchle the mane kitana buckets and buckets. Filled with begadim of people that were cleaning it in the kineret wow. of uh, Pishtan. So you see clearly they used to go to the kineret to clean their garments. Right. You have no proof. Who told you that the rabbis gave them their blessings? Maybe it's time. They were doing it against the. Just because you see people doing it in uh, Tiberia, that's not a proof. That's not like You're right, but you want to bring a story. We have proof that it's right. Bring me a proof, it's the proof. Remember, it wasn't Shemim Shalom and Surah Khamim. You have no way, you have no raya. Mishkele, as she says, or Mishkele, Sefalim. Buckets. Okay. Now we continue the next Mishnah.
Pa je to sporađio, to smo se makifle, aba je right, man le malan, who said that it's uh, accurate, that story that the rabbis agreed with him, but after that, Abba Yegufe, Shani Le'el, Matitina Abba Yohanan, he answered the Mishnah, he answered the question on the Mishnah, how come the Mishnah didn't say it, he answered it, the Mishnah is talking about the Sh'ar Begadim, and Kripa uh, Shtar is Mutar, now Abba Yegufe is challenging it, so he says, and it's American, he himself, maybe doesn't hold of it, just because he answered the Mishnah doesn't mean he holds of it, so therefore, that's why he challenged the uh, the story. Okay, next Mishnah. Now I think we get to a writing. Ve'elu kodvim b'mo'ed kedushe nashim. Okay, it's kedushim. Harad mekudeshetli vegitin. Okay, we know that. Uh, what do you have? Uh, the next word, shovarin. Shovarin is receipts. Uh, the malveh writes to the loveh, paid in full. Daiteke. That's a shkib mera. Shkib mera when he's on his deathbed. So he wants to give his uh, uh, assets to, to whoever he wants to give it to. So he writes it over there. And matana, uh, mm-hmm. that's a gift. Uprosbolin, that's the malveh. Uh, he knows the shemitah is coming. Mm-hmm. Like in our case. He's going to talk about that. That's right. The, the shemitah, uh, at the end of shemitah. Prosbol is when? Starts this year or next year? No, next year. The prosbol uh, allows... Uh, transfers the debts to Bedin, and Bedin is allowed to collect. Personal cannot collect in, uh, after the Shemitah. So he makes the close bond, mm-hmm. he can write it on Halam Moed. Igerot Shum. Guess when they're dividing up the estate. So they need to write uh, assessments of what each thing is worth, so in order they could uh, divide it equally. The Gerot Mazon, that's a law that a person uh, is obligated. Uh, or obligates himself when he gets married and his wife, let's say, has a daughter from a previous marriage. So he accepts upon himself to support her. That's called Shtar Mazon. We get it, Mazon. Shtare Halitza. So that's the Shtar that the Betin writes to verify that the Halitza was done. And therefore, she's permissible to get married. Umi uh, Unim. That's Ketana, uh, let's say that was Yetoma. That her father. Um, was passed away, and the mother or the brother married her. So when she wants to get out of that marriage, so the law is she makes what's called a mi'un. It's like a get, but it's a get mit rabbana, and uh, they write it up. They can write it up even rochla moed. berurin. berurin is when they're dividing the yerusha amongst the yorshim. Uh, they write which chalik each one took. Gezerot bedin. That's the psakim of the bedin. And different uh, rules of the government that they need to uh, to enact. Okay? Let me read all the Rashi's in the Mishnah. Kiddushah. Which page? On your head, I'm on it. Shikata Vishtar, Hare Et Mikudesh Adi, At Mikudesh Adi, De Isha Neknit Vishtar. Good. Taite Keshtar, That's a will. Who's Borin? Shikote Malvesh Vishtar, Shenu Mishamet. Right. 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 
person can get engaged it's more than engaged it's a routine because maybe somebody is going to take it away from him so maybe somebody else is going to take the girl so what is that the way it I guess normally mm-hmm. but the idea of here is that uh, he might lose it so just like we said uh, if there's a Davara uh, Aved it's okay but he might come to lose it so this is, this is the case of Davara Aved he might come to lose the uh, girl so therefore it's permissible to lock her up on Cholam uh, Oed meaning with the Erusin Lema Mesayele the Gemara is being approved to this Ve'elu Kodvim Memoed Kiddushin Nashim it says you're allowed to write a Kiddushin Nashim on Cholam Oed my love must be what does that mean? Shetre or Shetare Kedushin Mamash. You're writing the Shetare Kedushin, and that's because of Shetli. And why would you be writing on a Holam Wed? Because the guy's using it. Also, you see what from Amishnah, the fact you can write Shetare and Nashim on Holam Wed, that must be that you can write the Kedu Kedushin. Yeah, but I said, no, la, Shetare Pesikta. This is the monetary uh, agreement uh, that they made before the Kedushin. They used to make a, a, an agreement how much each side is going to give. And therefore, when it says Shetare Kedushin, it's not that I'm the Exactly. How much you gonna give uh, your, your son? So the father of the Hatan says, Kach me kach. And then he comes along and says, Kama taro tell bitcha. How much you gonna give uh, your daughter? And then kach me kach. Okay, after they finish the business side of it, they make a kiddushin. and then what? Kanu. And then uh, all these obligations are uh, uh, binding. Which means, even though they didn't really uh, make a, a kinyan on it, uh, they just wrote the shtarot. It's a paper. Let me make a kinyan. This is already is a type of shtar that already you don't need a, a kinyan. So that we have no proof that it was a shtar kedushin, and that was a shtar of uh, a monetary uh, agreement. Rashi? Neknim ba'amira. Belo Kinyan. Why is that so Belo Kinyan? How is it binding without a Kinyan? How is it binding? Why is that so? Let's see. Shemahmat Tahana'ash Yishlam in the Su'ib Benehim. Aha. There's a hana'ah that the parents have that the children will get married. So that hana'ah that they get, we say gamine umakne. But that hana'ah they they commit themselves. So they're getting something. They're getting a hana'ah. Yes. So that hana'ah that they both enjoy, they give it over wholeheartedly. So they both, it's like a kinyan. You're in the of kinyan, but it's gamine umakne. Very good. Let's bring it ayah from a different mishnah. En nusim nashim bamoed. Can't get married on Chola Moed. Lo betulot velo almanot. Lo biyam bebin. No, do you make yibum? Mipne shesimcha hilo. And therefore, in ma'ariv simcha b'simcha. Now the Gemara says, "Ha le'ares shari." Right? The Mishnah only said in nusin. That's the suin. That's to consummate the marriage. But make a diuk. That sounds like irusin should be okay. So the Gemara says, "Lo mebaya kama." No, means this, and it goes without saying this. Lo mebaya le'ares. 
דלא כעביד מצווה. I don't have to tell you about אירוסית. פשוט אירוסית זה אסור. זה על המצווה. צודפו פשוט, ולא כאן סייטי דיבור על חול המועד. אלא לחדוש אפילו ניסה דעביד מצווה אסור. That's the right of that. No, tell me not only this. Of course אירוסית. Now what's the מצווה in נישואין? What's the מצווה בתרק מצוות is נישואין for a minute? בריאה ומי אמר שמואל, שמא יקדמנו אחר? Does Shemuel hold like that? That the reason why you're allowed to get married because because maybe somebody's going to preempt him? ואמר רבי יהודה אמר שמואל, בכל יום ויום, בת כל יוצאת ואומרת, בת פלוני לפלוני, שדה פלוני לפלוני, בת פלוני, the daughter of so-and-so is going to marry so-and-so. That means it's determined already. Just like where a person is going to live. The plot of land uh, of such a plot is going to belong to such a person. Sadeh ploni, de ploni. These things are already predetermined. So how could you tell me, Shema Yikadamenu Achet? So the Gemara says, Ela, Shema Yikadamenu Achet, Berachamim. What does it mean, Berachamim? If you pray for it, you can get it. Berachamim. That means he's going to pray hard, and he's going to get it. So therefore you see, uh, that what's going to end up happening. You'll be able to get us somehow. Shema yikadim rochav lachamim. The prayer won't be mevatel the gezerah. Yeah, look at Ashi. We have an Ashi on that. No. He says over here, "Shirze adam achel laset ishazu." Right, somebody else is going to want to marry. Viyerbe betfila al ota isha shetamut velo yisayena adam achir. Well, she's going to pray. For, he's going to pray for the lady to die, so she doesn't marry somebody else. All right, what is that? Let's see how he learns it. So we learned like the Ritva learns it. Sheesh lachu shema yagdim adam achalik kadesh isha zu afshlo nigzar ken. She afshlo nigzar al adam zet she isa isha zu mekom akom azichut shel tefila mevatelet. He's saying something else over here. He's saying shema yikademenu achir that what he's going to pray for her to die. That's it. Yikademenu achir. He loser. That's what somebody's going to take her. Yikademenu achir. Somebody's going to. end by praying for the die so she doesn't marry somebody else and uh, he lost it he was praying please I want this one hope this girl uh, will come to me you shouldn't pray like that if she belongs to you, she's not going away from you. Uh, you don't have to pray for such a thing. It's, it's yours. 
and uh, if it's not, then already kafar b'ashem. You're going to come to be kofir. Because you're not getting it anyway. You're going to say, oh, it doesn't work prayer. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, and get it. So the rabbi tells him, listen, man of don't pray. If it's yours, nobody can take it from you. And if it's not yours, you're only setting yourself up for a disappointment. And if you don't get answers, you're going to be a kofir. Batarachi, shama'ad kamar. So then, he, this is where we got this pirusha. The rabbi hears him praying like this. Which means, uh, he said, he should die uh, before. Oh, so he prayed for one of them to die. Either himself, so he doesn't have to see it, that she gets married to somebody else. Or he prayed that she should die. Didn't I tell you you shouldn't pray like this over here? Because again, you're not going to marry her. So therefore, what are you, you going to do such a thing? So that's the hachash over here. That maybe this guy's going to pray that the girl should die and the other guy's not going to be able to marry her. The wants to marry Rivka and the Shimon wants to marry her. Shimon's going to pray for Rivka to die. So Shemi Kandemenu Ahabir Hamim. Look at that sheet. Adam. Amar. Amar ila min asva. O ihi tamut mikamai. Delo echse kad min asva lachar. Meachel. Vez arba. I don't want to see it. O ihu atzmo yamut mikamed mit nasva ihi. Nidach. O hachi maris bumoye shelo yikad minu achel brahamim stamuti. Wow. So that's the Jesus. So that's the Yigazada. Amarav. Meshum rabiri uven. Ben. In Arabic, we say nasib. From the Torah, from the Nabim, the Ketubim, it's clear that Hashem orchestrates who a person is going to marry. Mm-hmm. How do you know? Wow. Even Lavan and Betuel, who are really not such big believers, they were forced to uh, admit, Mashem Yatsadavan. And it's from Hashem, this marriage of Yitzhak. When when Shimshon took the girl from uh, Pelishtim, it says, That was from Hashem that he married the Pelishtim girl. When Ketuvim Dichtiv, Bayid Vahon, Nahalat Abot. Money comes from inheritance from the father. Yeah. However, Mashem, Isha Maskelet. Maskelet. That a, a, a wise woman, where does that come from? From Mashem. So you see that from the Torah, the Bim we have all Pesukim that confirm that this is from Hashem. Now, of course, you can ask me a question. Everything is from Hashem. Explanation is this is more clear. People see the Ashkacha when it comes to finding their wife. Uh, more uh, uh, pronounced than other things in their lives. Almost as if it's like an open, uh, an open miracle, open ashkaha. Continue. Continue. <laughs> There's a proof to today's class. 
you see that what? Uh, a person, they won't suspect him of an Avera mm-hmm. unless he did it. Right. Meaning he must have done the Avera. Either the full Avera or partial, or he must have thought about doing the Avera. <laughs> so already the thought of doing the Avera already will cause uh, people to suspect him. Ah, you're going to tell me we don't get punished for uh, uh, Averot? So he says, Hashem brings it. Hashem will bring it. It's uh, almost a punishment. Not for the Avera, but for the suspicion that it's going to happen to him. And if, let's say, he didn't even have any Herurim, must be he saw somebody else do this Avera, and he didn't rebuke. Now didn't he rebuke? He was happy. I guess he was happy to see somebody make an Avera. Oh, so then already, he's wondering, how come they're suspecting me on this over here? You saw somebody else do it, and you, you were happy. You didn't, uh, you didn't protest. But even to be Yaakov, what does it mean by the tribes? By, by, uh, by, 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 the, by the, the ten tribes. Which means they came along, and they... Had uh, uh, suspicions against the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Now, How can you say uh, somebody suspects somebody means they have to do the Avera? How can the ten tribes have a suspicion uh, uh, on Hashem? Gemara says, Atam leachis hudavu. They knew that Kadosh Baruch Hu didn't have the things that they were claiming, but they did it to anger him. Okay, leachis is leachis. Kashema. The pasuk writes, "By Kanu le Moshe be Mahane, le Aaron kedosh Hashem." They uh, were jealous against Moshe Rabbeinu in the camp, and Aaron, the holy one, the Rabu Shmuel bar Yitzchak Amar, melamed shekol echad kine le Eshto Moshe. Wow, they all suspected Moshe Rabbeinu of Eshet Ish. And therefore, by Kanu, they all warned their wives not to be secluded with Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, how could you say that they suspected him for something that for sure he did not have? You just told me they only get suspected if you have it. Which means they had a hatred for Moshe Rabbeinu, some of these people, and therefore that's what they did. But it's not uh, something that was uh, really legitimate. <coughs> Tashema Amar Biyoseh. The Biyoseh says, He says, Let them suspect me on something that I don't have, that I didn't do. I want to be from, from that group. You know why? I get kaparatavonot. Uh, they suspected me. They uh, <laughs> indicted me with a crime I didn't commit. So it's kapara. He says, uh, they suspected me on something, oh, and, the, uh, the, the, the couch. And, I, and I didn't have it. So the Gibbara says, well, that's the question. Right, you just told me that what? That a person only gets suspected if he has the sin to a certain degree. He says, what? The Papa says, they, 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 they suspect me on a certain Avedah, and I didn't have it. So what are you telling me? So Kadu Yamara says, La Kashya. Ha bekala de pasik. Ha bekala de lo pasik. All depends what type of call it is. There's a call that stops. The rumors go on for a few days, and then uh, and then it stops. 
when it stops and you realize the whole thing was shaker. However, that was to be the Oben Ben Asurbili said that if a person did the Avera, was connected to the Avera, there'll be rumors against him. That's talking about a rumor, Shelonifsa, Karadila Pasik. If it keeps on festering the rumor, then it already must be he's connected to that Avera. The Gabara says, Vekaradilo Pasik Ad Kama. What's considered a rumor that doesn't stop? How many days? Amraliem, the nurse, uh, the one that raised him, because Abiyah was a yatom, Dume Demata, people that are suspected in the city to do an Avera, Yoma Upalga. Usually it doesn't uh, dissipate for at least a, a day and a half. And therefore, you have to say anything that goes on for a day and a half is considered Kala de la Pasik. And uh, if, if the people are rumorizing for a day and a half, must be the person did it. Or he did something uh, close to it, like we learned. Now, the Gemara says, which is that which we say that if it's a con, that lasts for a day and a half, that means it didn't, didn't, didn't uh, dwindle. I mean, it was a strong call, rumor, for, for this time. But if, let's say, it uh, dwindled out a little in between, and even in the case where we said it died out in between, that's only talking about where it dwindled down, not because of fear, because, uh, because the people were afraid to talk uh, from the guy that they were talking about. But if they stopped talking to they were afraid of a retribution from the guy, Lord, that's not considered. And therefore, it's still considered called uh, the uh, which we, And this is talking about over here where, um, it, where, where it didn't come and uh, regenerate. Uh, after, for example, after it stopped. Which is, let's say it slowed down, and then it came back again. No, we're not talking about that over there. So these are all the uh, uh, conditions to make a call. They're not pasik. There's all talk about we have no enemies. But if he has enemies, so then we can have no proof. The enemies are keeping the, uh, the call uh, alive. Okay, catch up in the sheet. Uh, read the Rashi's Adam Bekala de Pasik. Bekala de Pasik, Lo Hayabe. De la Pasik Hayabe. Domi Hashad, Kemo, Loisa Batuma. Okay. Hadar Navat, the Batal Pasik, Hitriel Kala, Navat, Nishma, Demion. Okay, came back. Hi, Hi, so Bamba Brandimi. Down there, the Parasida, to Tute. Okay. Look at Tosfot. Ve'elu kotvim b'moed. For example, the kedushin or gitin, all that. Dechol hani havu davar aved. Pen yamuta noten. Okay, let's say the guy dies and he wasn't able to give the matana yet. Or he wasn't able to give the yerusha yet. That's why he's able to write it on the moed. So he might die. And therefore, it's going to be davar aved or aedim or bedin or yilchul midratayam. Right? Or the aedim are going to die or this, so he's going to go away. So therefore, it's all considered davar aved. Okay, but I don't know